This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. It's everybody um i'm your host rj and you're listening to episode 395 of the podcast welcome to bd4 real quick little um i guess a disclaimer this is not going to be an episode where i follow the usual structure and we just go over each game of the series talk about that game and then put everything into one at the end of the show no no this um this one really got to me. It frustrated me. And so we're going to go out of uh, order, I guess, whatever. We're, ju- we're going to talk about one thing. All right. I want to talk about one thing that's bothering me. And so it might be a, a quick episode. It might end up being a long rant of an episode. Um, so I just want to get that out of the way. And and you know, while we're talking about a disclaimer, if you are one to be very offended by cussing, um, probably don't tune into this one. I'm not going to cuss a lot, but I'm definitely going to cuss. If you are one to be offended um, easily at all by anything, don't tune into this one. If you are an Aaron Boone fanboy, um, probably don't tune into this one. All right. So I just want to let you know, but welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 395 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, and MMA on weekends. You guys want to follow me on social media. If you want to know where to go to get this podcast in both video and audio platforms. Um, Or if you like to read blogs, go to bd4blog.com. That will have all of that information that I just mentioned. Social media the pod platforms for this show, and um, I write a blog on there too. <clears throat> now my voice is kind of kicking out, not because I was yelling. I actually, thankfully, missed this game today. Um, now today is August 10th on Wednesday. I'm recording this August 10th um, later in the night. As you are listening, it's probably August 11th, Thursday the earliest. But um, I saw the first game, saw the second game. Of course, we all love these late night West Coast games. And unfortunately, I did not get to see that third game. I listened to it on the radio, most of it, at work. But I want to talk about the, um, I just want to talk about one thing. 
And you know what? We might as well get to it. So let's get to our first break. And when we get back, man, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discuss something. We got some things to talk about. All right. So stay with us. Um, and boy, we'll we be right back. All right. Be right back. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram at Rob J Carbone. That's Facebook, RJ Carbone, and on Instagram, I'm at Rob J Carbone. Hey, fellas. I've noticed that only a small percentage of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So if you do enjoy this podcast and want to be alerted every time a new episode drops, consider subscribing and hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the podcast grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. So BD4 is on so many different platforms now. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and plenty other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube and Spotify. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review as we are currently a five-star podcast and would love to keep it that way. And if you watch the podcast on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the BD4 YouTube channel. Download, listen, watch, share it, do all of that stuff to help us grow. All right, let's just get right into it. I was going to run through the first game real quick because that was the only win. And, you know, maybe we want to talk about the one positive. But I don't even think that's worth talking about, honestly, man. Because this this was, um, boy, this, this just left a bad taste in my mouth. And, I mean, these past one and a half months have left a bad taste in my mouth. But this one today... This 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 series really this week, the last two games of it in particular were wow. I mean, I like it, it really bothered me, and I'm gonna get right to it. Um, and, and again, one more disclaimer for the Aaron Boone fan: um, this is not going to be a pro Boone episode. Okay, so like in my opinion. And let me say that again, because this is just my opinion. But in my opinion, what makes an at least average Major League Manager, two things. One, be a strong leader, which means have discipline. Be able to discipline your team, but discipline yourself. Have a voice. Be loud. But also have a connection with your guys. That's one. And two, the second thing you need, in no particular order, to be an average major league manager, decent, be able to make competent decisions. Right? Manage a bullpen, put out a lineup, manage a rotation. Aaron Boone showed why he has neither of both of that 
in games two and three of this series. To a T, he showed why he is the anti-average or better manager. <laughs> um, Tuesday, the Yankees lost one nothing. We remember that. I stayed up until 2.30 in the morning watching that. Lasagna blows down extras. Whatever. Fundamental shit. Fundamental shit. I, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. Um, just watching baseball, like watching youth baseball, high school baseball games, watching um, kindergartners play baseball. I don't think I've seen any baseball team of any level go through three consecutive innings and run into outs. And if I'm if I'm correct, my memory serves me right here. The each each of those innings were in extras. Pretty sure it's the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, if not the ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Whatever, three late innings. Pretty sure all of them in extras. The Yankees run into outs. Ben Intendi, Miguel Andujar, Jose Trevino, and Isaiah Conner-Falefa. And I can't, I, 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 it all happens and I'm sitting here and I'm just looking, I, I'm like, look, what does this guy do? Aaron Boone, what, what, what does he do? Who, who, Aaron Boone's apparently their manager. What does he do? He's, he's hunched over. He's looking out at the field, hunched over, chewing gum, blowing bubbles and jerking off. Meanwhile, his guys are running themselves into outs. Into the most basic elementary place. And I'm just sitting here like, like, man, we need a leader. We need a leader. And we need to bring back in-game accountability. In-game accountability. Not, well, well... Maybe he did something behind the scenes. Or, well, at least he sat Benintendi for the first six or whatever innings today. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What should have happened there? After the second out on the bases. Is what Phil Nevin did a few years back. Or here. Because, you know, if you're an Aaron Boom fan, you're probably soft. He should have been giving 25%, I'll say, even. 25% of that energy that Phil Nevin displayed a few years back when he went nuts in the dugout would have been just fine there. Rip it. That's that. What happened there was more than deserving of what Phil Nevin did when the Yankees fucked up a few years back. Like that does, that is very well deserving of that. Boone didn't do any of that. 25% of that energy would have been just fine for me. But that did not happen. And it won't ever happen. I get that. But that's the issue. Because this guy is not a strong leader. All he is, he's a yes man. He's a puppet. He does whatever he's said and told to. The Yankees could have very easily let this guy's contract run out not sign him to a three-year extension, whatever it was, and went after Buck in the offseason because they have the roster to overcome some of his old-school flaws. 
They do. But they wanted a yes man. They wanted a guy who would say, yes, sir. Okay, sir. Sure, sir. Nods his head and, and you know shrinks into a little beta every time his superior talks to him. They wanted that. And they got that to a T with Aaron Boone. Because he's the guy there to be their friend. He's a buddy-buddy guy who's going to be their friend. So in his presser, he goes, we got to be a little smarter. That's all you heard. Or maybe he'll hold a team meeting. He held a team meeting. He held a team meeting before the series. But in the team meeting, he told everybody how great they were. (laughs) Oh yeah, that happened. Before the Monday game, he didn't discipline them. Don't tell me he did, because he didn't. He held a team meeting, and he told them how wonderful they all were, and how they're so incredibly talented. Read it. It's right out there. Jack Curry tweeted it. Told them how how good they are, and how they can win a championship. I mean, if that's not a prime example right there, if that's not a perfect example of, of the trophy generation, the participation era, right? I don't know what it is. And, and let me stop myself for a second, okay? Because I get it. Nobody wants to hear, you know, nobody likes the old man who waves his fist. I get that. But this, this is one of the few things that that old man that you argue with on Twitter is probably right about. Like, they're wrong on some things, but they're probably right when they call this generation soft. And I, and I take it from them. I, I take that serious because I take it from the guys who grew up with a tougher upbringing than the iPhone generation. So one of the things the old men are right about, for sure, in my opinion, is, is how soft this generation of pampered athletes are. Like the idea, the idea that you can't yell at players today, that it doesn't work, that it does no good, it's garbage. And it's exactly what's wrong. And idiots like me sit here and wonder why these pro athletes make the same damn rudimentary, elementary, basic mistakes every single year. Because they aren't held accountable. Because you're not allowed to do that. You have to pat them on the back and say, get them next time. That's not always good. Managing, and I'm not a parent, but I could, you know, you don't have to be this to know a little about that, right? I hate when people say, you can't have that opinion. You're not a doctor. You can't have this opinion. You're not this. You can know stuff without being something. Managing is kind of like parenting. It really is. You can connect with them, right? And Boone is very good at connecting with his guys. He's got a good relationship with his players. You can connect, but you can't be their best friend. You have to have some type of discipline. And I don't think he has that. And, and you know, I'm not tossing blame aside here. These players deserve blame too. Even the Glaber play on Monday was pathetic. Now, Rojas is a pretty terrible third-base coach. Like, what, what the hell was that sent? Had that not been a shit throw, he wouldn't have gotten lucky. And of course, Mabin's sitting there in the commentating booth. And Mabin, I didn't think there, there, there could have been a yes analyst more optimistic than Ruko. Mabin makes Ruko sound like Lou Pinello sometimes with how joyful he is and overly optimistic in the worst of times he can be. Sitting there praising Glaber for how good he is on the bases. And Benintendi, the first to do it on um, Tuesday night. 
pathetic. Pathetic on the bases, and he's also done nothing, by the way, but strike out in big spots since coming here, which was literally the opposite reason of why we got this guy. Then IKF, running into the outfield on that play. And I'm starting to understand the Peraza shit now. Trevino, I'll let him off the hook for now, but Jesus Christ. Miggy, the guy better start raking soon, because I'm kind of getting over 2018. That was a while ago, guys. It gets to a point, right? And I get the inconsistent playing time, but at the end of the day, if you can hit, you can hit. You know? You're a major leaguer. If you can hit, you can hit. He's got to start raking because that was one ugly thing. You're supposed to freeze and... and... But just, just the awful lack of fundamentals from this team over the last five years or so is insane. Little league shit. Base running aside even. That game. Base running aside. They literally give you a free runner in scoring position every extra inning because Manfred likes fake baseball shit. And the Yankees did not use that to their advantage. They did not bunt once. They did not lay down a bunt in the 10th. They did not bunt in the 11th. They did not bunt in the 12th. Now, they only had two batters come to the fucking plate, and Aaron Judge couldn't even get in that bat because of their shit base running. But they aren't a team who bunt. We know that, and that's a problem too. They don't have the simple, old-school, sometimes necessary fundamentals that you need. They don't. And so that's reason number one why I don't like Aaron Boone is because he is not a strong leader in my opinion. He's not disciplined. He doesn't have that voice in my opinion. Got a good connection with his guys, but that's, you need more. You need to be able to do the other side of it. And then we got to Wednesday. Then we got to Wednesday. Now, I missed the game, again, because I was working and I was listening to some of it on the radio. But basically, this time, Boone goes with Abreu to blow it in a one-run game or a two-run game, whatever, a close game, middle to late goes with the Brave. Cortez was fine until the end. Um, but Boone goes with the guy who no other major league team wanted. The guy who seemingly gives up hits and runs every time he comes in now. He goes with him. Because why Efros? Why Peralta? Why keep Marinaccio your most promising young arm in the majors? Let's be so worried about Albert Abreu and Lucas Litke and their precious options that we'd rather be less good right now so we could save their Yankee careers. <laughs> this team is so fucked. I'm sorry, they're fucked. And you all fell for it. Forget Soto. The new Yankees are pathetic when it comes to money. I get that. But when Cashman failed to get Luis Castillo, that to me was the big hammer drop. That was it. To Seattle, nonetheless. And ironically enough, that happens and he faces the Yankees twice in a week since bitches them around at the stadium, then bitches them around when they come to Seattle. And on the flip side, when the Yankees face elite pitching, they get shut the fuck down. Every single time. Tell me how that's going to work in the playoffs for them. Tell me. 
where they are averaging, I believe I did the math the other day, and they're averaging 3.8 runs per game in the last three postseasons. Now, remember, the postseason runs are a little less because there's better pitching, but this Yankee lineup, the one you all go nuts over, the payroll they have should not be producing 3.8 runs on average. They can't hit good pitching. Cashman has done some great things. He has. He has. And sometimes he doesn't get enough credit. But I also think we can't ignore what he's not done. Goes back to Cliff Lee. Justin Verlander. Letting him go to Houston. Corey Kluber. Before he was washed. The first time around. Max Scherzer. This past offseason. Luis Castillo. He also had all offseason to really improve this lineup in what was probably the most stacked free agent class you're going to see for a little bit. Correa, Freeman, Marte, who has been great for the sewer rats across the street. Nope. Young knows Gary. Gets IKF and gets a catcher that we don't even know his name. We don't even know where he is. And he has to eat Donaldson's terrible contract. That's what he did. He was used by the Twins, bitched by the Mariners a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's, 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 it writes itself. So the Yankees have a tough schedule coming up. They already lost that 9.5 home field lead they had over Houston. Houston's up by 1.5 all of a sudden. And Houston's schedule? Cake fucking walk. So it's goodbye to home field. Unless this team magically gets their act together, and they can. But they have to start doing it. You know, I mean, this team is 22-25 and in their last 47 games. 47, not 12 games, not 15 games, not 22 games, 35 games. No, their last 47 games, they're 22-25. and So they've yet to find any type of rhythm in 47 games. Up and down and up and down and up and down. Three games below 500 during that span. That's a long fucking time. So if the Yankees end up flaming out once again this season and they find their way to 100 wins because of their first two and a half months, but they limp into October and once again flop, how in the hell, how in the burning hell could anybody justify bringing back Cashman? Justify bringing back Aaron Boone? How? Hal Steinbrenner also sucks too. He's as cheap as Uncle Frank in Home Alone. But, Jesus. Like, the, the fundamental, it just goes back to that. Be able to do the simple things. I get it, it's a different time, but you still have to be able to do the rudimentary basics. And the Yankees can't do that because they don't have any type of discipline. And their manager, seeing that they have no type of discipline, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't hold them accountable. He'll hold a team meeting and tell you how great you are. He'll, you know, make a comment in the post game, and then that'll be it. That'll be it. He'll bench a player for a couple of innings and then put it back into the game. That's it. Sometimes a little fire is needed. Don't always have to be a buddy. That's it. 
There's no structure to this episode, like I said. That was it. No positives. Well, Aaron Judge is fucking awesome. 45 home runs. And the narrative that Judge is the only guy producing is horseshit. St- I've been hearing that lately, and it's kind of bothering the fuck out of me. Kind of tired of hearing that because DJ LeMay has been very good. Rizzo has produced. Glaber has had a decent year. Trevino has been solid. Carpenter was ridiculously insane. It's just that they all have their their flaws, and, and there's a lot of black holes in there too. Donaldson, black hole. Hicks, black hole. Gallo, black hole before he was traded. Benintendi has not exactly been great. Uh, IKF has had his downs. He has zero home runs. Uh, Kyle Higashioka has been pathetic. I know he had the home run today. I mean, like they, they, yeah, their their offense just can't hit good pitching. That's the problem. They're hot and cold. They strike out a lot. They hit a lot of home runs. They can't really produce. They don't bunt. They don't hit those singles like you would like to see here and there. They they're they're hot and cold home run or nothing. They're jack shit on the bases. They looked good first couple months, but it's 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 the same old same old man. It's the same old same old, and I'm kind of tired of it. Anyways, that's all I have. Um, gonna head to break and we'll finish off with our NYY and YK MMA question of the day. Be right back. Stay with us. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. Alright, so we're going to wrap this show up. Um, episode 395. Let's finish it off with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day for Ep 395. Let's get to it. All right. So for this episode, episode 395. Our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day is, In 2007, which catcher came over to the Yankees midseason and batted 318 across 29 games? In 2007, which catcher came over to the Yankees midseason and batted 318 across 29 games? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout out on the next show. If you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, I'll let you know what the answer is in the next episode. One last time, in 2007, which catcher came over to the Yankees midseason and batted 318 across 29 games? Alright. That's it, guys. <laughs> Quick little rant. And, um... They, they have to go to Fenway. They're in Fenway this weekend. Is it a three-gamer or is it a four-gamer? If it's a four-gamer, I'll accept three out of four. But if it's a three-gamer, you really should go in there and sweep. Stomp that. Stomp that team. They're last place. They're not good. Go in there and fucking dominate. All right. That's it, guys. That That's it. I'm done. I'm done. 
win a World Series. <laughs> Later. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. It's the best way to make a podcast. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm.